Yo, 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 what up, dogs? And welcome to episode number 125 of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast. We are back, and I am your host, Josiah Panter. And as always, I'm here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan, Nate Dog McDonald. Boys are back, y'all. We back. And we finally have some running back signings, thank God. So there's some movement there, but not uh, uh, Josiah's not happy about all of it, but he's happy to be back. So it, it's good to be back recording with you, sir. And uh, yeah, we can get straight into it. But Dalvin Cook, the biggest name, he has signed with the Jets, uh, much to Josiah's chagrin. But the deal, we haven't seen all the details yet, but all we know is that it's worth up to $8.6 million at the moment, um, which that's even with you know incentives and stuff that's a pretty good amount with you know what running backs are getting paid right now so good for dalvin uh zeke also signed with the patriots so his deal is worth up to six million so um that makes sense i think dalvin's got a lot more in the tank right now uh at their stage of their careers compared to zeke so um but still obviously affects the uh current guys at those locations so i'll just let you give your take because you own a lot of Brees hall so what are you thinking? It's only a one-year deal, so that's the good news, but uh, obviously a lot of money and Dalvin's going to get used, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm disappointed slightly. I mean, we've been expecting it for a couple of weeks, so it's not like it came out of the blue. Um, I, it's fine. It's just a one-year contract. I still feel good about Brees. Uh, you know, I still probably would have him as a top three back in Dynasty, but just this year, I'm really depending on him uh, in a lot of leagues. And it's not that I think he'll – I mean, honestly, him and Dalvin Cook are probably make – I mean, I don't know. At the moment, I can't think of a better running back tandem off the top of my head. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be very hard to stop, and I'm sure both of them will be very efficient because – the defenses, you know, both of them can catch passes. Both of them can run between the tackles. So the defenses won't be able to necessarily set up one way or the other um, when one of them's on the field. And there's even possibility both of them can be on the field at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, good for Dalvin. I think he has the possibility to still be a top 24 back this year. Not quite sure if he's going to even out in my rankings that way. Um, we'll look at that next week uh, when we do our running back rankings. But um you know, I definitely think that the potential is there, and I think it's a it's a really good situation for him to sign with. Um, R.I.P. Michael Carter, R.I.P. Uh, Zonovan Knight. I mean, you know, without an injury, these guys aren't going to be guys you want to you know use in your starting lineups this year. I do not believe. Uh, as far as Zeke goes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know, there's definitely guys that are big, way higher on Ramondre than I am even still, but. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, if I was a, a big time Ramondre supporter, I wouldn't be too scared off. You know, we know that the Patriots rotate backs pretty heavily and I don't know that, you know, I would have expected, um, even if it was just Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, you know, sharing the RB2 role together, you know, I would have expected, uh, them, uh, Ramondre not always being on the field necessarily, although he does have the capability to be a three down back, you know, I'll expect that they let him rest certain drives. And uh, that looks like that that's what, you know, Zeke will do. And uh, the big thing will be, you know, Zeke has always been a good goal line back. And especially last year, that was kind of his function. Uh, Ramondre is also a very good goal line back. I don't think that they necessarily need Zeke to fill that role, but there might be, you know, 60 40 split on the goal line or something that that causes Ramondre's touchdowns to go down a little bit. So yeah, like I've seen people have Ramondre in their top five running backs uh for for this year for redraft. 
that wouldn't be where I quite have them. So, you know, if you do have them that high, maybe adjust that a little bit. But top 10, I still think is completely uh, reasonable and, uh, you know, within the uh, realm, realm of possibility. So, uh, so yeah, that's how I feel about those two signings. Uh, you, you, you feel any differently about, about either of them? Uh, no, I, um, you know, as someone who owns a couple Dalvin shares, you know, I'd rather him go to the Dolphins, obviously, but uh, I, you know, I still think he's going to have good value with the Jets this year, especially um, they have a week seven bye. So those first six weeks, uh, this does mean that they can bring Brees along really slowly and not give him, you know, a full workload until after that point. So uh, I think, you know, early in the season, those first six weeks, especially Dalvin's going to have a lot of value and um, be putting up some good points. So, uh, I'm excited about that. And then when Brees is back to full strength, I still think it's going to be a good two-headed monster. Dalvin will still have some flex value at that point. But uh, I do think Brees, you know, is the better player when they're both healthy at this point in their careers. Um, as far as he goes, you know, obviously, you know, Ramondre is still the RB1 there. Uh, I do think this opens him up to keep doing kind of what he has been doing and be like the, um, you know, the pass catching guy. He's been a high volume pass catcher the past couple of years, uh, especially last year. So, um, yeah, I think he will continue to have that role. Uh, Zeke, though, I definitely think is going to be the go to guy in short yardage situations, which includes the goal line, um, especially to keep uh, Ramondre fresh to be, you know, in on third down. So, yeah, Zeke, I think is going to be a touchdown vulture and, you know, get his value from that. So I'm still. Pretty interested him uh, in best ball, especially. But um, yeah, be interesting to see how they, you know, distribute that workload. But like you said, the Pats rotate their running backs a lot. Um, but it's nice to see them, you know, finally, you know, us finally have some movement on this front. So we still got a couple guys like Fournette and Hunt. You know, Hunt's making the rounds to a bunch of teams right now, so he's probably the next to get signed. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's starting to take shape, and football is here, and uh, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting times, and the preseason week one is done. So, uh, yeah, do you have any takeaways from that? Any guys that uh, caught your eye that you're moving up the boards? Yeah, I mean, what I'll say is the chalk answer is obviously Khalil Herbert. It seems like uh, he's risen tremendously over the past week, probably the biggest riser from that. Um, he came out with the ones, uh, you know, they played the first two drives. And, of course, the whole Bears offense probably got a slight boost uh, because, uh, you know, Justin Fields threw two passes and both of them were uh, – you know, 50 plus yard touchdowns. So, so, uh, you know, very, very exciting there. Obviously I don't think that, uh, ratio will continue to trend, but it definitely looks like there's a strong possibility that they aren't this stagnant, terrible offense, uh, that they were last year. And, you know, players like DJ Moore that housed one of those, those, uh, those those uh, screen passes, and then the other one was Khalil Herbert. Uh, but you know, Justin Herbert, I mean, yeah, Justin Fields broke out of the pocket, broke a tackle, and uh, hit uh, Justin Herbert uh, about nine yards down the field. Khalil Herbert, I'm getting Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Fields, and Khalil Herbert, and saying Justin Herbert, but uh, Khalil Herbert uh, down the field, and uh, so definitely, uh, it looks like Khalil Herbert is the back to own. Uh, for the Bears, um, out of those three-headed backfield, that was a little bit ambiguous. And then the other player that I'll mention, two players that I'll mention, uh, are both on the Broncos offense, just because uh, the Broncos were one of the only offenses that had their entire first team out, uh, you know, the, for the entire first quarter. And it's it's amazing. Desmond Ritter gets to sit for the for the Falcons, but Russell Wilson's playing the whole first quarter. Uh, hey, but, Desmond um, Ritter's proved enough, all right? He's already shown us what he's about, you know? Oh God! All one or uh, two touchdowns he scored so far. Yeah, I hate that. Um, well, anyways, but yeah. So uh, first of all, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, 
we already kind of assumed he was going to be the wide receiver one, but it, it, he looks far and away like the most explosive weapon for uh, the Broncos. Um, and and uh, yeah, the other player I'll mention, I can't believe he was out there on the field, uh, you know, preseason taking snaps and running, but Javante Williams, he's here. There's no, his own medical team has said he's good to go. They're like, it's, uh, you know, sometimes these really, really young players can beat the medical timelines and, you know, he's beaten it by a couple of months. It's not like, you know, uh, six months or something crazy like that, but, uh, he, he's going to be back sooner than we all expected. So, you know, this, this fate that he's gotten and it's being drafted in like the running back, uh, twenties right now. Um, I think that's a mistake. I think he's, uh, going to be better than that. And, you know, a lot of people that thought that Samaj P Ryan would, uh, you know, get the majority of the snaps for the first couple of weeks. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Uh, so, uh, so those are the two players I wanted to mention. Uh, Nate, um, is there anybody that, that stood out to you that you wanted to, to to talk about? Yeah, I do. Sorry, I had to look it up, but um, just to be clear, Javante Williams. It doesn't look like he got any touches in that preseason game, but he's back at practice and stuff. Is is what you mean? Um, oh, I. Thought he got. Oh no! You know what it was? It was you're, you're right. It was Samaj Piran because Samaj Piran's uh number. Yeah, I, I yeah. So so I apologize. You're right. He he didn't yeah, that, get that, that touches. Guy that looked but, really good on the field. That was Mr. Samaj yeah. Piran. Right. Well, the one that was number twenty five was number twenty six or twenty four and twenty five or something. So yeah, that's why originally I was like, oh, that's Javante on the field, but it was it, it was Samaj. Yeah, but I, I just um, want to lead the listeners astray. You know, he's he, he is ahead of schedule and he's taking contact at practice, but we haven't seen him in a preseason. Right. Game. No, no, no. Thank you for the correction there. And then the one other thing I will say about the Broncos office, Adam Troutman was the I didn't win, at least for the preseason, you know. Um, yeah, well, we'll Cordell we'll Patterson's RB1 for the Falcons or whatever the fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not saying I'm going to draft Adam Troutman uh, over Greg Dolchich, but, uh, you know, just something to maybe keep an eye on. It might be, you know, a little bit more of a battle than we than we think it could be. So, um, anyways, uh, Nate, I'll pass it to you now. Thanks. Thank you for the correction. Uh, no, it wasn't Javante taking snaps, but he could have if he wanted to. In my head, yeah, yeah, he's he's got nothing left to prove. Uh, no, that that is good news with him, but uh, yeah, because I was like, did I miss that? So I had, I had to go look that up real quick. Um, yeah, uh, Khalil Herbert obviously taking all the snaps with the starters and broke off an awesome 57 or 56 yard uh, screen pass touchdown, so that was cool. Um, yeah, I liked that. I liked nine him. yards down the field, it wasn't a screen. It was, it was, yeah, he well, it's still a screen, yeah, pass, it can still be like it's just behind the line of scrimmage, not necessarily behind the quarterback, but uh, anyway. Yeah. It was more like a, uh, out, a like short a uh, out to the front route. route. Yeah. That credit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he, he looked really good even in, uh, in the running game as well. Um, another running back that looked really good was Tajay Spears was really explosive. Uh, he doesn't need no ACL. He still looks great. Um, Emmanuel Wilson, the running back undrafted running back for the Packers looked fantastic, um, had over a hundred yards rushing and had a big 80 yard run. So that was, uh, interesting. Uh, he might've solidified himself a roster spot with that. Um, and then just a couple quarterbacks I thought looked really good. Obviously Aiden O'Connell, he was probably the best rookie quarterback this last weekend. He looked fantastic. Um, Sam Howell looked good as well. Um, as did Derek Carr. He looked really good with the Saints. And Jordan Love looked really good for the Packers. Um, and the Bengals defense give, gave him high praise in their joint practices throughout the week. So um, maybe a little bit of hope brewing there. But, uh, but yeah, that's about what I had for the winners. Uh, losers, uh, Trey Lance uh, did not have a very good day. Um, 
And then uh, Deontay Foreman, it looks like he's probably going to be the RB3 for the Bears. They've, you know, kind of given Roshan Johnson some first team looks in practice recently. So Foreman kind of looks like the odd man out there. But uh, yeah, uh, I didn't have too many losers on the list. But yeah, Lance, um, he honestly looked a little worse than Darnold. And the touchdown he had probably should have been an interception. It went right to the defender. But uh, but yeah, I, I like to focus on the winners, not as many losers. Yeah, no, Trey, man, I believed in you. But it's over. The dream is over. I, I've, 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 I've shared. I've sold my last share. And that's the secret, people. You can be wrong on players. It's okay. You just have to Everyone know is. it's time to get out and to sell them to a person that is still sticking to their guns a little bit too long. And so I once was an owner, four share owner of Trey Lance, and now I'm a, I am a zero share owner, and that was. For a reason, so look, um, it, 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 this the 49ers are one of the most uh, respected, you know, most successful organizations in NFL history. They took them number three overall. Like it doesn't matter who you are, like you're gonna get it wrong occasionally. I did feel like I was taking crazy pills at the time because I was out on Trey Lance and <laughs> I had him at QB eight before the draft, and I was like, you shouldn't take him before day three in, in his class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. QB, QB yeah. in his class. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I never saw with him, and also I just thought the inexperience would come back to bite him because, like, if you miss any time, you're fucked because he needed that, those snaps, and unfortunately, he's he's missed a lot of time and hasn't gotten the the snaps he needs. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it upsets he, me. He can still sign with another team after this rookie contract's up, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he's garnering much trade value right well, now he, and he's been in this offense for three years and he still looks like doo-doo yeah, so it's just for me it's just uh yeah i hate it because if i didn't have him as quarterback two after the draft um in that class uh i would have nailed that class exactly right because i had you know trevor lawrence then him fields Mac Jones, then Zach Wilson. So if I just would have thrown Trey Lance down there at the end with Zach Wilson, then you know I would I would have nailed that class. But he 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 was my lone miss uh, uh, as far as the quarterbacks go in that class. And uh, yeah, he he drew me in. But anyways, we spent enough time on that. Hey, uh, I, he I, he looked very bad. Almost through literally four of his plays should have been interceptions. So it was it was quite bad. Hey, and I haven't lost all hope, but like I had the same thing and the same feelings with Zach Wilson because I had him at QB two after the draft, and like now right. I'm wishing I'd have him at QB four where he right. probably belonged. But. Uh, Right, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, interesting stuff with that class, but uh, that's all I had for news. Uh, if we want to get straight into it, uh, don't know if you've said, but we're doing redraft quarterback rankings this episode. So, yeah, finally getting into some redraft stuff and just focusing on the year ahead. So, and any thoughts on that before we get started? Yeah, no, super excited to officially shift our focus into redraft. We're like four weeks away from the season, so um, it is time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we it's a lot. I won't say it's easier. I mean, there's just less factors to to think about, and in some ways, it's uh, it brings my mind a sense of uh, peace, and uh, uh, there's not as much anxiety. Um, so you know, redraft. Uh, it's still the most popular way to play. Um, Dynasty has kind of uh, been the craze sweeping the nation, but uh, you know, it's they're a great complement to each other. There's literally no way not to play, no, no reason not to play both. And uh, so we, uh, without further ado, we'll begin well, our redraft coverage. Yeah, and uh, real quick, one, this is like six point passing touchdowns, like we normally do, but also like I think this exercise is really good for your dynasty team as well because it'll make you realize and be honest with yourself about your chances to win this year. So. 
you you might do this and realize, oh shit, like my quarterbacks are gonna finish as like low end QB twos and I might not be in, as much of a contender as I thought. So um yeah, it kind of makes you be honest with yourself. So uh I, I think it's a useful tool for Dynasty as well, but it's nice to just focus on who's gonna score the most points this year. So um yeah, yeah let's get straight into it. Uh you can go Yeah, let's uh, can... let's do it. Yeah, I will get into my top three quarterbacks uh, for redraft this year. And uh, I think pretty much everyone's going to have the same top three. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, Maybe I should say that. But, you know, uh, I'm not going to go anywhere too far off chalk for my top three here. But I think my order might be a little bit off of chalk. And, you know, it's I'll take any the three of them if, you know, I was able to wait, you know, three picks after the first two were taken and get the the third guy, I'd be perfectly happy. But if I had to really guess who is going to score the most points without injury this year, uh, for me, that person, I think at number one is going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, He obviously has the rushing upside and has, you know, the, the tush push that gets him into the end zone, uh, you know, seems like at a hundred percent rate. He's the only guy out of this top three that has two, and you could even argue three elite weapons. Um, And, you know, I just think that if he was on pace to be the quarterback one last year, I think he still was in points per game, uh, but, you know, he did have the injury and, you know, you can make the argument, oh, well, because of you, he's a Russian quarterback, maybe there's uh, more, you know, uh, increased uh, probability that he does get injured. But for me, I'm just going to go with if if all everybody stayed injured, I do think that he is going to finish as the quarterback one uh, this year. Um, at quarterback two, I'm going to have Mr. Josh Allen. Um, similar reasons, you know, uh, he gets in the end zone with the, with the rushing. Uh, I think that uh, this year, adding Dalton Kincaid, uh, I almost said Dalton Schultz, but Dalton Kincaid um, is uh, going to be a really, really good option for him to have over the middle of the field. Hopefully, Gabe Davis can kind of come alive as that that wide receiver too. And uh, you know, even if he's not the second overall option, maybe Doc, Dalton Kincaid can fill that role. And it sounds like from practice uh, so far that you know there's been glowing reports of Kincaid. So um, I think uh, you know just the everybody stays uh, healthy. And honestly, Josh Allen hasn't had a problem staying healthy. Uh, two of the past three years he's been the quarterback one um overall and so i think you know I, I, me having him at two here i was really tempted to have him at one it's just i think jalen hurts has just uh those elite weapons that if everyone stays healthy it's just a little bit more pe- dependable game in game out and hard to stop and then at three i'm gonna have patrick mahomes and again this is most people's one i understand that i don't i would absolutely love to draft him and have him on my team it's just his, you know, and, and last year it didn't stop him. I understand that he still threw a lot of touchdowns, uh, but that's going to have to happen. He's going to have to throw an inordinate amount of touchdowns because, uh, and, and, you know, if, if offenses start to figure out a way, I'm not to say they haven't been able to in five years, but you know, if they start to be able to key in on Kelsey and don't have to worry about some of these other guys as much, you know, I just, to me, it seems like that would be the easiest offense to stop outside of the quarterback. It seems like Patrick Mahomes has to do the most in his offense. Um, and I think he has the complete capability to do that. But, um, you know, outside of Kelsey, it just doesn't feel like he has really any kind of elite running back or any kind of elite 
uh, wide receiver to lean on. And maybe somebody will emerge. There's a lot of young guys, Sky Moore, uh, Rasheed Rice. I think, you know, uh, Rasheed Rice is a great addition. Um, but, you know, I'm not too high on Kadarius Tony. I think he's already injured this offseason. I don't really expect him. I think people are expecting him to kind of be the guy that takes him over. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster last year is number one uh, wide receiver is gone. So, uh, yeah, you know. That's why I have him at three. I expect Nate to disagree with me. We shall see. But uh, do you think that's egregious of me, Nate? Do you, do you uh, kind of sympathize with the way I break it down? Or do you think I'm, I'm doing something wrong here? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think, uh, you know, if Mahomes should be number one for you, but he should, if he's not number one, he should at least be number two. So I think you're going wrong there. I think you're getting a little too cute. You're not you're not trusting the process. The guy finished QB one overall last year, and uh, honestly, I think he's got a more like athletic bevy of weapons this year compared to last year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have any reason not to have him at number one. So that's where he's going to be for me. Uh, Josh Allen, I have at number two. Um, you know, I do think his rushing is going to go down a little bit this year. Um, probably his touchdown total and his rushing yardage as well. Just He's talked about how he's kind of gotten banged up a little bit uh, because of that. And I think they've got themselves a good uh, short yardage back in Damian Hel Harris to help with that. So, um, yeah, I don't expect him to be getting it at the goal line as much, at least, you know, until they get to the playoffs and then, you know, all bets are off. Uh, so there's my one, two, nothing special there. Mahomes and Allen. Um, number three, this one's tough for me. It's really a coin flip. Um uh, I'll put Jalen Hurts. My my heart wants to go with Joe Burrow, but I'll put Jalen Hurts. He did, you know, have you know, quite a bit more points per game last year. So assuming they play the same amount of games, I think it's going to be Hurts, but that's a big if. Um, if Burrow hadn't had the calf scare and, you know, was, you know, fully healthy and been through all the preseason stuff, then I probably would have just stuck with him. But I think it's kind of a coin flip there for the number three spot between those two. But um, Jalen Hurts with the rushing upside is probably the safer bet. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, you know, Burrow is even in in, in consideration uh, with with Hertz there, just because you know I do think that the the upside's a lot higher. But and yeah, hopefully Burrow won't miss any time. I don't know if I'm necessarily expecting him to, but you know, yeah. I guess there's, uh, you know, uh, possibility maybe he doesn't isn't as mobile for the first couple of weeks or something. Um, but that's probably the worst case scenario. But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, yep, yeah, same top three, and that is the consensus top three almost everywhere I see. That's kind of the top three tier, and you know, I kind of uh, for dynasty, I use the uh comparison of these three guys being uh, you know, Squirtle, uh, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. You know, you can't really go wrong either way, it's just you know, they're they're equally as powerful, it's just you know, pick your flavor. I think you know, Jalen Hurts depends a little bit more on rushing or, uh, you know, uh, Josh Allen's kind of the hybrid in the middle, you know, depends on rushing a little bit, but also, you know, has, uh, you know, uh, elite arm strength. And, and to be fair, Jalen Hurts does too, uh, had, had second best accuracy downfield. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is the, you know, the, not to say he doesn't have any, you know, rushing upside, but just, you know, compared to those other two, it's a lot more based on his arm, but, uh, it's a lot more stable and consistent and uh, less injury prone. So it's just a matter of how you want to play it. Um, but all three of those guys are absolutely league winners, assuming that uh, injuries do not happen. So 
with that, Nate, I will let you go ahead and move into your four through six. I guess you kind of already keyed us away onto who's going to be your number four. Yeah. Um, so if you uh, want to go over that and then now give us five and six as well. Yeah, obviously it's Joe Burrow at number four for me. Um, you know, I think he needs to be considered a little bit closer to that top three than he is being considered right now. Um, I do think it's going to be a career year for him, but um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the calf injury scared some people, you know, like you said, he's not going to miss any time. He's still on track for week one. That's not really in doubt right now, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think he deserves a little bit more respect than he's getting, but I have him at four. And number five, a guy who I think is also going to have a career year is Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he won. You don't have to worry about him missing a whole bunch of time. The guy's incredibly durable and been that way over his whole career. And yeah, I think they've added a lot more weapons for him to throw to. If Calvin Ridley is, you know, everything they're hoping he he can be, um, then yeah, I expect Lawrence to make a big jump. And even if he's not, I think Lawrence is going to make the jump as a passer and he's got good rushing upside as well. So um, we could see more of that this year. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I think, uh, you know, he had a really good year last year, especially, you know, this being six-point passing touchdown. I expect that to go up for him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just uh, trust him to stay healthy more than the guy I have right behind him, which is Lamar Jackson. Um, I think, you know, points-per-game basis, Lamar is going to be better, and I'm excited for this new offense. But uh, we haven't seen anything yet, and Lamar has missed – quite a bit of time the last couple of years. So um, yeah, that, that does throw it in doubt for me, but uh, I, I had to put him at six just because the upside he brings with this offense. So um, yep, that's four through six for me is Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. Wow. Trevor's a little bit of a, a, a high guy for you there for sure. I mean, not, I mean, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And, you know, I think Trevor's hundred percent at this top tier of quarterbacks, but, uh, but yeah, definitely be seven last year in six point. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, and, and I have him right around there. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, definitely, uh, in you know, talking two or three spots difference, but uh, you know, at, at the very top, I guess that means something. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'll go ahead and get into mine, and we can compare. At four, I'm gonna have Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, I understand maybe dropping him for for you know injury concern reasons, but. You know, as far as a, and you mentioned, you know, on a points per game basis, you know, I guess I just kind of, um, and, you know, you can be fair, you can say the past, I think, what is it, two years or three years, Lamar hasn't been able to play a full season. So, um, yeah, he's only played you know, 12 games each of the last two years, two years. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I can, I can understand, you know, maybe starting to write in some injuries, but I typically don't, don't do it that way. I typically assume, you know, health from everybody and then, you know, understand, Hey, when I have guys in the same tier, uh, if I want to take a little bit more risk, I can take a guy like Lamar Jackson, or if I want to be a little bit more safe, I can go with a guy like Joe Burrow. That being said, Joe Burrow already does have an injury, but it looks like it's nothing serious. And, you know, we don't expect him to miss time. So, um, you know, Joe Burrow is my number five quarterback. Um, has two of the most elite op, uh, pass catching options, uh, especially young options uh, in T Higgins and Jamar chase. Um, you know, not much needs to be else needs to be said there, but I have him at five and then at six. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have Mr. Justin Fields here. Uh, I'm going to put Justin Fields. Uh, he finished right around here. Um, last year. Um, see if I can find it. There's QB six. 
QB six, right? So, so yep, putting him right where he finished last year. Um, I think it's going to be better this year. So, you know, but also uh, a couple of these guys last year, you know, had injuries and, uh, you know, like Lamar Jackson, uh, who I have above him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about this offense. Obviously, there's a lot of hype going around after those two touch uh, t- touchdown passes. Um, but, you know, I expect them to also be able to move the ball down the field, not just throw screens and 10-yard and, and routes. That just happened to be, you know, t- two passes that resulted in touchdowns and, you know, there's not much else you can, you can do when that happens. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see. It's not that I necessarily think, uh, you know, he'll, he'll still, it'll, you'll need him to rush, you know, 80 yards a game still. And I think he, he still will, and uh, he'll still get some rushing touchdowns, but I think you'll be able to lean on and depend on the passing floor much more. And some of those games where um, he was shut down in the rushing, uh, you know, he'll, it'll be a lot harder to shut Justin Fields and the Bears offense down this year. So I have him at quarterback six. So uh, my tier here is Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Justin Fields. Yeah, we got a little bit of a difference there with Fields. Um, I will get into it later, but I don't think you're going to be getting anywhere close to 80 yards rushing a game this year. Um, He's even said himself they didn't expect to ever have that many rushing yards again in a season. So um, I think, you know, they're going to try passing more, which is good in an actual NFL sense, but the rushing I think is going to decrease quite a bit in a, on a, you know, per game basis. So, um, we'll have to see on that, but we'll, I'll get into him a little bit later. Uh, if you want to get through your seven through nine. Yeah. Yeah. No. So for, for us so far, the, the two big outliers are, I won't say it's a big outlier. Life for me is just uh you know you got Trevor Lawrence a little bit higher than me and it sounds like I got Fields a little bit higher than you but uh, coming in at number seven here and this is a tough one I can I'm tempted to change it here uh, but I am gonna stick to my guns and keep Justin Herbert here um, I think him and Trevor Lawrence who I do have at eight are really you know flip a coin um, I'm really excited about uh, you know Justin Herbert did have a down year last year and I think you know you can point to that and say. You know, look, Trevor Lawrence is is on the upswing. He had a good year last year. Uh, Justin Herbert had a bad year by his standards last year. But I do think that Killamore coming to the offense is going to be a big deal for uh, Herbert. The only concern I have about Herbert is if there is anything that happens in the middle of the season with Austin Eckler and his unhappiness with his contract situation, that's definitely a big hit for that offense. But, you know, the addition of... Quentin Johnson, along with they already have uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler. That's a really, really good uh, weapon set for Justin Herbert, and I think uh, he'll be game-to-game dependable. Uh, He's finished as a top-five quarterback in the past, and uh, I think he has the potential to do that again. Obviously, I have him here at quarterback seven, so just a little bit outside of that. I'm going to have Trevor Lawrence at eight, and I can totally see the argument of drafting Trevor Lawrence above uh, Justin Herbert and even Trevor Lawrence, I mean, and even uh, Justin Fields, um, you know, and if you're asking me who do I think is a better quarterback, the answer is Trevor Lawrence. I want to be clear, like this isn't a rankings of, you know, overall quarterback talent, it, but, you know, in fantasy, that rushing, uh, you know, just matters so much that, you know, I, I think, and Justin Fields did, uh, you know, finish above Trevor Lawrence last year, despite, you know, barely being able to move the ball in his offense. So, uh, you know, but, but that being said, Trevor Lawrence is a tremendous quarterback. Uh, the addition of Calvin Ridley 
really does give him an elite number one, assuming that Ridley can stay healthy and assuming we have to, you know, have maybe some concern that, you know, he's been out of the game for two years. Is he still the same guy? Um, I think he will be And reports from practice. Sounds like he will be, but there's definitely possibility that it's not, uh, the elite edition that it, we, we think it is in our heads. But that being said, um, I think it is an elite edition. And uh, with him and Christian Kirk, uh, that that forms, and of course, Travis Etienne as well, and Evan Ingram, that does form a nice little weapon set around the Justin Herbert that I think is comparable to, I'm sorry, around Trevor Lawrence that I think is comparable to Justin Herbert. So, uh, yeah, I think those guys are honestly back-to-back. Flip a coin, I draft each one, you know, in, in two different drafts. Uh, and then at number nine, this is tough, but again, you know, this is kind of the way I rank. I'm, I'm not assuming injury, and I think if he's not injured, he will be a top 10 quarterback, and that is Tua Tungavaloa. When I'm on the clock, and do I have the balls to make this pick? Maybe not in every draft, I'll admit, you know, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys uh, after him that definitely feel safer, but, I mean, it just feels like if two is on the field – there's, I mean, he's gonna be throwing two, three, two touchdowns minimum a game. Is just feels like it's it's locked in, and then anything up from there is just you know upside. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I really, I, I think if I miss out on some of these elite options, he's a great target uh, to get in. You know, not the late rounds, but in the mid rounds because people are afraid to draft him right now. Um, definitely if I draft him, I feel like I've got to have a really dependable, solid quarterback two and quarterback three, uh, to kind of compliment him. But I mean, if I have no problem, you know, projecting him as a top 10 quarterback, um, assuming, you know, that he doesn't have any issues with the concussions and, uh, you know, it's, it's a long time removed from his last concussion that that was part of the issue is that he was getting back on the field two weeks after a concussion, three weeks after a concussion. Uh, it's, it's much less likely to reoccur, uh, after you've removed yourself and not concussed yourself for, you know, six months or whatever it might be. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on that to happen, but I do admit that it's uh, feels like a risky pick here. So my tier here, uh, my, um, Seven through nine tier is Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, definitely uh, some differences here compared to what I have, but um, yeah, all still kind of in this range. I mean, I, you can make arguments for any of these guys, but yeah, we, we've got more differences than I expected so far. Um, so coming right in uh, at number seven, I have Mr. Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, I think this guy is a steal right You're not going to like where I have him, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be your loss because uh, the last time we've seen this guy play you know, full seasons, he was uh, QB4 in 2020 and 2019. So uh, he looked a lot better in this preseason game. So if we're going to get excited about, you know, Justin Fields throwing two screen passes, one of them barely hitting the receiver, uh, then, you know, I am excited about what we saw just the fact that Deshaun was using his legs more, he had, uh, what was it? Four runs for like 20 something yards or whatever. And then he completed all three of his passes. So, well, yeah, but if you saw it was because the line, I mean, and this isn't Deshaun's fault, but he had to run so much because literally the line was collapsing on him immediately. Like that was a concern, but, uh, he was scrambling for his life. It wasn't, it wasn't design runs, <laughs> but, hey, but yeah, he carries for 20 yards. So, uh, you know, that's fine for me. Uh, Justin Fields mm-hmm. did the same thing when finished QB six doing it all of last year. Hey, so. I, no, no, no. Right. I, I'm not, I, I, I hear you. I mean, I don't think, yeah, yeah. I hear you. 
yeah so like, yeah uh but yeah i mean the last time we've seen this guy play full seasons this this is where he's been is actually higher than this so uh, i think you're gonna see a better version of him he's got a lot of weapons to work with this year um so yeah i have him at seven uh justin herbert comes in at eight uh you know he definitely could finish higher than this but uh was a little off last year and definitely on a points per game basis was you know more like a second half QB two. So it was, I think it was like QB 17 or something in points per game last year. So, um, you know, definitely expect him to be better than that this year, but uh, that's what kind of moves him down a little bit. I like the weapons he has. I like all that stuff. Um, and I like the new uh, offensive coordinator he's got, but um, uh, yeah, I just, uh, the guys above him, I just have a little more optimism in their talent and situation. Um, coming in at number nine is Geno Smith. Guy who finished QB5 last year. I couldn't put him any lower than this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've only given him more weapons to work with. And, yeah, I, he finished QB5 last year. He was the most efficient, like, quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, he. I can't put him any lower. Um, he. I think he's, you know, locked in to be you – know, he hasn't shown any major injury history, so it's good to see. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't put him any uh, lower. Uh, I almost got into my number 10, but I'll, I'll wait. Um so yeah, obviously we got some differences here, but uh, it sounds like you don't have Geno Smith ne- ne- nearly in QB one territory. No, I don't, man. And it's like I I agree with what you're saying. He was quarterback five last year. Yeah, his his offense got better. I agree with all that. So yeah, it's like I probably should have him higher than what I have him. It's just yeah, you got I two mean, above him who's never played more than thirteen games in a season. I know, I hear you, but, you know, Tua also last year was better than a million points per game. But, uh, you know, it, I, I I, I, should probably have him higher. I'm going to, you know, we'll get into him. Uh, he is in my top 24, so don't worry. We will get into him. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, you're not going to like where I have him ranked. Uh, but but I think I should have him higher. Two points per game better than Tua. He was QB8 and Tua was QB9. Okay, well that that is impressive. I should have Geno Smith higher, and and maybe as you're talking next time, perhaps I'll try to figure out a way to wiggle him a little bit higher. But I do feel like every single person I have ranked above him, it's 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 difficult. But uh, but anyways, let me get into my next tier. We are getting some differences here, so I like that a lot. Definitely, um, Deshaun Watson. I I um, I'll get into him later as well, and I'll respond uh, to, to to your to your thoughts on him. And I think he definitely has the upside to finish, you know, in, as a top ten quarter. What did you have him at nine, seven or seven, seven, seven? That's right. So, um, so yeah, no, I uh, I can't blame you there. Uh, so I think it's your turn to get into this yeah. next year. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'll let you let go ahead and do your ten through twelve, uh, yeah. and then I'll do the same. Yeah, so 10th for me is Justin Fields. Um, you know, I've voiced my concerns about his long-term viability. I, obviously, he's the starter this year, so no concerns about that. Uh, but, yeah, this is just baking in that I think you're going to see less, you know, rushing this year and more passing, which is good, and he needs that to succeed. Um, but I think it is going to hurt his overall fantasy output. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're going to be looking at more like, you know, 45, 50 rushing yards per game versus like 76 rushing yards per game he had last year. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's just going off the comments he's made, the efforts they've made to add, you know, running backs to the room. So, um, yeah, that's just, uh, how the reason he falls to 10 for me, but, uh, still, you know, being top 10 is, is, is no joke, especially when you look at the names that come in right after him. Um, Dak Prescott is QB 11. So I think they're probably going to try running it a little bit more this year, but I still expect him to be a QB one and he could definitely outperform this. He has many times in the past. 
So, um, but yeah, this is just kind of baking in the idea that they're going to be running a little bit more than they have in recent years, but uh, Dak is still going to be efficient. I expect him to have less interceptions than last year. And, uh, you know, from all the comments he's made, he expects that as well. So, um, so yeah, Dak at number 11. And then I refused to do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I had to put Kirk Cousins as a QB1 this year because every year he ends up being a QB1 and we we just keep ranking him as a QB2 before every season. And I'm done doing it. I'm done being a fool. He had to at least be QB12 for me. So that's where I stuck him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's finished in the top 10, I think, each of the last two years. So this is nothing unheard of. He does it almost every season. So it's time to start putting some more respect on Kirk Cousins' name and uh, put him as a QB1. I like it. I, uh, yeah. And you can argue, you know, with the addition of Jordan Addison and, you know, obviously TJ Hawkinson, he only had for the last half of the season, this yeah. might be the best, best Good looking offense. They're going to have to pass more, I think. Well, and to be fair, Dalvin cook is, I mean, would take screen passes to the house all the time for Kirk. So I'm not sure that that actually helps him, but, uh, hopefully Madison can, you know, fill in you know at least 70 percent of maybe the, of, of what uh dalvin was doing in yeah, the air but in time, time, he'll be fine that and, is one place that hunt might go uh, apparently right and to, honestly that's another person that did stand out in the in the uh, preseason game was ty chandler uh it looks like Dwayne mcbride is not the guy you want as the second back it looks like is going to be ty chandler um you know assuming they don't sign somebody else but anyways um i will get into my 10 through 12 uh we're starting to get a little bit more similar here what i'll say you know i did say 80 yards earlier with justin fields you know that 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 is closer to what he did last year and but you know that's probably a little bit high he doesn't he if he did do 50 yards he, you know that's still what 800 yards 850 yards in a in a season um so that's you know still more than you know a lot of uh running backs get you know so oh, yeah. uh, i still it's feel like, like you know he would put him at like damn near 1400 rushing yards well, and that's where he was last yeah yeah he, that's where he was like he almost broke the rushing record for a quarterback last year so oh, he did, did he actually break it yeah, yeah he did break it was it. like 1140 right, right. something it was uh because he, he missed two games but he was on pace for about like 1300 oh, over a 17 game span but okay okay you got you, you got you. you did miss some time yeah so okay well that makes sense but yeah um you know even if he rushed 40 50 yards a game besides Besides Lamar Jackson, that's probably going to be more than anyone else in the in the league. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, you like it, you know. I, but you know, I can, I can, I just feel like I, I can't see a case that he's going to be worse this year, at least on the field. But maybe you can make an argument that you know he he just had such little passing yards and passing touchdowns that this year, mm-hmm. if he like reverts to a normal quarterback and still has 700, 800 yards, like it's, I feel like he's. Pretty much locked in for when you did have him at 10, right? So, because yeah. I was say he's locked in as a top 10 quarterback. I just think 10's kind of his floor, um, assuming health and all of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Definitely, he's been one of my guys throughout the, the dynasty coverage, and it sounds like it's going to remain true for, for redraft as well. So, um, getting in through 10 through 12. Number 10, I have Dak Prescott. I think you had him one spot, uh, after this. So mm-hmm. we agree pretty much here. Um, really safe quarterback you know there's a lot of hoopla about their you know oh only gonna rush the ball now i mean that's it's i think it's a little over exaggerated will they rush the ball more than kellen moore yes they will but will it be such that you know uh uh cd lamb and michael gallup 
Uh, and now Brandon Cooks aren't going to be fantasy viable receivers. And then Dak Prescott won't be throwing them multiple touchdowns most games. You know, I, I think he's still very safe and uh, still has the potential to have, you know, some shootout games where he, you know, finishes as a top two, top three quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott a lot. And uh, again, if I'm missing out on these top elite guys, he's one of my favorite targets. Another one of my favorite targets is my number 11 quarterback. In fact, he was my top dog in Dynasty. It is Mr. Daniel Jones. Um, I think uh, he's poised to have a really, really good year. Um, may rush a little bit less at the same time. I think he's still going to rush a good bit and uh, on a consistent basis. Um, the addition of Darren Waller gives him the best receiver that he's ever had, literally, as long as Waller stays healthy. Um, so there's also a plethora of wide receivers like Wandell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, that we don't know what they are yet and possibly, you know, can turn into something, uh, that, that we view as uh, this 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 wide receiver core that we kind of view as nebulous and not that good right now. You know, one or two of those guys turn out and all of a sudden, you know, it's a pretty good wide receiver core. So um, I'm expecting that to happen. One or two of those guys to, you know, Wandell to take the next step forward. Jalen Hyatt to be good. You know, Sterling Shepard to just come back and not get injured. <laughs> you know, something like that to happen. And uh, I, I'm definitely very in on uh, Daniel Jones and his rushing upside. And at number 12, look, I like your argument for Kirk Cousins. I'm not very far off. Um, I am, unfortunately, just going to have to keep him out of the top 12 for I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. Hard knocks. It gets me every year. But I, I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers here at quarterback 12. Um, he's finished as a quarterback 12 every year except for last year. And, I mean, he's court, finished as a as a top uh, as a quarterback one is what I meant to say as every year, except for last year where he finishes quarterback uh, 16. Um, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. He's in a much better offense. He's much more motivated. They just sound signed Dalvin cook, which, which would, as I just mentioned, can completely house uh, screen passes and, you know, passes, you know, five yards down the field all the time. So um, I just think, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is set to have, I don't know about an MVP year, but, you know, let's keep in mind that two out of the past three years, he did win the MVP. And uh, I definitely put him in the top five of betting favorites to win the MVP this year. Now, how does that translate to fantasy? You know, who knows? But I think usually the guy that wins the MVP is going to be, you know, a top 10, top eight uh, quarterback most years. And most years, that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers has been, including, you know, he's had quarterback one years in the past. Uh, I think it's a little bit more difficult now for him because as in the quarterback one overall, um, I think it's a little bit more difficult for him uh, at, at this point because, there's so many more of these rushing quarterbacks and he was a little bit more mobile in his younger days, but I don't expect that to be really a part of his game at this point. This is really the first guy that I have ranked that is a little bit of a statue. I mean, he's not a statue. He's mobile, but that isn't going to have rushing upside. Um, he does scamper into the end zone and get some touchdowns from time to time. But, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback 12, uh, gonna have him in my top 12 quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's consensus 16, so this is a little bit higher than than even where the community sees him. So I am definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. But uh, outside of last year, this would be a low ranking of Aaron Rodgers. So I feel like I'm kind of meeting it in the middle, uh, you know, taking what he did last year and comparing it to every other year um, and, you know, looking at the weapons he has. So 
that is my top or 10 through 12. We can recap our top 12s here, but um, yeah. So for me, my uh, number one is Jalen Hurts. Number two is Josh Allen. At three, Patrick Mahomes. Four, Lamar Jackson. Five, Joe Burrow. Six, Justin Fields. Seven, Justin Herbert. Eight, Trevor Lawrence. Nine, Tua Tungavailoa. 10, Dak Prescott, 11, Daniel Jones, and 12, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, and uh, I had uh, Mahomes at number one, Josh Allen number two, uh, three, Jalen Hurts, four, Joe Burrow, five, Trevor Lawrence, six, Lamar Jackson, seven, Deshaun Watson, eight, Justin Herbert, nine, Geno Smith, 10, Justin Fields, 11, Dak Prescott, and 12, Kirk Cousin. I, I say I'm yeah. putting respect on Kirk Cousins' name, but like, so uh, he passed three finishes in a row, 20 starting in 2022. He was QB eight, QB nine, and QB 11. Like, the past three years, he's finished this uh, ahead of the, I don't know. No, I look, I, I agree with you, man. And look, some of these names that we have ranked above, uh, you know, some of the top 12 of my top 12 is going to get injured, and you know, that's going to make guys get pushed in, and that's what always happens. But it, it's hard, man. I mean, I there's a couple of quarterbacks that I felt really bad about leaving out of my top 12 here, but uh, but he's definitely one of them. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, we we got some some different names. I mean, the so the three names that you had in your top twelve that I didn't were uh, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, and Geno. And then the three names that I had were uh, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua Tagovailoa. So it seems like those are the outliers that we have right now. Uh, but we'll see how far those outliers are as we get into our quarterback twos. And Nate, I'll let you start that conversation off. Yeah, I'll go first this time. And uh, yeah, this is where I'm comfortable taking Tua. I have him at 13. Uh, I just can't have him as my QB1 is my thing. He's, you know, like I said, he's played three years in the NFL. He hasn't played more than 13 games. He hasn't even sniffed 4,000 passing yards in a season. Um, You know, to, to finish much higher than this, he's got to be healthy. So he has to have his healthiest season yet, uh, which hopefully he will have. But uh, yeah, I just I like him as a high end QB, too, because he on a points per game pace basis can finish, you know, way ahead of this. But uh, he's got to put it together for, for a complete season before, you know, I believe it's going to happen. So uh, that's what pushes him down to 13 for me. A uh, guy that I do think you can trust to be a steady Eddie and uh, give you good results as any QB two spot all year long is Jared Goff. Um, finished last year's QB nine has, I think even more weapons this year. So, um, yeah, I, I like where he's at. He's, uh, honestly a very underrated quarterback. I would love to have him as my QB two in a redraft league. Um, was really close to putting my number 15 guy ahead of him though. So, you know, call this a coin flip, but, uh, I do like a lot of what you said about Aaron Rodgers. Um, just, there are a lot of good names and that's kind of pushed him down to this spot, but I have him at 15. I totally can see a scenario where he ends up being a QB one this year. Um, but, uh, you know, just, uh, him not playing as good last year and the age thing is, you know, probably what pushed him down a little bit for me. Um, and just, I, I couldn't put him below or ahead of Kirk cousins again. So, um, so yeah, I just had to, uh, push him down a little bit, but this is my uh, tier right here. It's two at 13, Jared Goff at 14 and Aaron Rodgers 15. So a lot of really good quarterbacks still left on the board. Yeah, we are getting a lot closer to these tiers looking uh, similarly, or at least, you know, maybe some guys that we had just left out. Uh, For me at 13, I do have Kirk Cousins, so I just barely left him out. Uh, I was going back and forth between him and Aaron Rodgers, but 
you know, across their careers, Aaron Rodgers typically, you know, would, would do better than, than Kirk Cousins, but you know, both of them. And honestly, Kirk Cousins is severely underrated. You know, it's the fact that he hasn't had playoff success, um, has kind of clouded, you know, how we see him as, as, as far as an elite quarterback or not, but I think he's right on the cusp of elite. He really is a, a guy that elevates his team. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, Fully expect Kirk Cousins to finish as a top 12 quarterback again this year. I have him at 13 and I'm sure one of my top 12 above him will be injured and he'll, he'll, he'll get in there that way. But, um, number 14, I have Jared Goff. Um, I have not been a believer in the past, but that offense is just too nasty at this point. Um, I don't know, you know, Jared Goff, I still, Nate's a little bit more convinced than me. I'm good Jared Goff as far as the long term and what's going to happen in, in Detroit, you know, two years from now with Jared Goff or even next year, you know, they did draft it in hooker, but this year, Jared Goff is in one of the most explosive offenses. Uh, you know, the beginning of the year, it's going to look basically the same as it did last year, you know, except he's replaced, they've replaced their uh, running back room with two backs that are, uh, you could argue, slightly better. And then, um, you know, Jamison Williams, he, he won't be there for the first six games. Uh, but when he does get there, they'll have a, another receiving weapon. So I just feel like, um, you know, that they... I don't expect them to to fall off too hard uh, from what they were doing last year when they were the you know most uh, I think they were the best offense in the league as far as yards go and um, so I, I you know Jared Goff is severely slept on honestly this whole tier is kind of guys that are a little bit slept on well not, not my fifteen but uh, I could say you know I feel like Aaron Rodgers Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff my twelve thirteen fourteen all are guys that are a little bit older don't have as much of the shine on them but you know are consistent every single year Jared Goff you could say maybe not consistent every single year because he's been a little bit up and down but since he's gotten to Detroit he's proven uh, that you know he can he can lead that team and last year he proved he can be a quarterback one so uh, me having him at fourteen um, you know I don't think is is too crazy of an ordeal although it is four spots higher than consensus so uh you know you and i are both higher than, than the community on mr golf um at 15 i'm finally gonna put him here and i'm just i accept that i can be burned there's some guys that you know but but it's deshaun watson he did look better his last couple of games. I understand, uh, and maybe that will be more the norm. Um, but I mean, the games I tuned into as a Browns fan looked horrible. And uh, you know, they did add Elijah Moore. Um, they did add um, Cedric Tillman. So maybe that will help. But ultimately, Deshaun Watson is going to have to, you know, go back to his elite play. And you know, there's. You know, we're three years removed from that at this point of him being elite on the field. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously the off the field stuff has that affected his psyche. There's a lot of people when he goes to different, uh, you know, places that aren't the Browns stadium uh, that are going to be, you know, I don't know, does it get in his head? Um, and, you know, he's made some comments kind of this year that, that maybe it has and that, you know, people aren't, are only, you know, going with that narrative of him, whatever. So we'll see if, uh, if he can overcome all of that and, and, and put it together on the field. Um, but you know, in quarterback 15, I, you know, it's still a high end quarterback too. It's not that I'm completely writing him off. It's not that I think he's going to be terrible. It's just, I'm more confident in every single guy that I ranked above him. Um, 
And I, you know, I, for the most part, I saw last year that every guy I've ranked above him can, can do it. Um, so, um, you know, maybe he can get back to where he was in 2019, but, you know, that was before the pandemic that feels like a whole lifetime ago, you know what I mean? At this point. So, uh, but that is my tier here. Uh, we got Kirk cousins at 13, Jerry Goff at 14 and Deshaun Watson at 15. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've, we kind of consistently have a difference on Deshaun Watson. This goes through dynasty. Um, I am a little bit surprised at how low he is in redraft, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think he looked quite as bad as you, know, you do at least last year, at least the, the games at the end of the year. I mean, especially from a fantasy perspective, he was QB eight and QB six. Uh, well, that- I think his uh, PP- PFF grade was like the second lowest in every player, like starting quarterback in the league. So, I mean, yeah, I, it, it was bad on the field when he watched the I games, mean, so but there might Justin have been a- fields and you have him but like QB six. <laughs> his PFF I mean- grade sucked too. So come on now. <laughs> I mean, I I guess you could I, I understand. I don't think Deshaun Watson has ever been on pace or gonna be on pace to be the best rushing quarterback in the league. But that being said, you know, you're right. Uh, like maybe I'm fields, he's actually finished as a QB five well, look, and I'll times be, I'll, in his career. I'm not afraid to admit that I do think that my personal feelings color part of this. Uh I don't I'm a Browns fan that is not sure if I'm rooting for my quarterback. Are. <laughs> but uh i think you're well, a browns hater it, it's 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 kind of how i am about everything you know i'm a very critical fan uh but um anyways that being said it's uh you know i you know if, if he gets it together and the browns look good i'll be as happy as anybody um i just i'm very hesitant that the the karmic value uh of the browns is not going to result in anything good but uh we shall see that definitely colors how i feel uh but but you know his consensus is quarterback 10 so where did you have him nate uh qb7 okay so you know we're i'm closer at 15 you're closer to consensus you know but you know if we meet in the middle we'd be at like quarterback 11 or 12 if you averaged our ranking so you know we're we're together we're we're right right around average together so uh, but anyways anyways that is that is my tier um i guess i'll go ahead and get into my next one as well and you did cause me to bump up you know smith i wanted to bump him up above deshaun watson but i do feel like at least the upside is argument is there for deshaun but uh gino is going to be at quarterback 16 it feels too low it really does but i mean you know I guess it's just it's it's just a guy like Kirk Cousins. Gino finished better than Kirk Cousins last year, but throughout their careers, Kirk Cousins has been much much more dependable. And obviously, he's been on the field. Gino Smith hasn't even gotten to be on the field. But I mean, also there's a reason for that. Um, at least for the first his early career, I you know I him bouncing around as a journeyman, you can argue maybe he could have gotten a starting job somewhere, but. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm not sure I'm fully bought into the longevity or if it was just a flash in the pan. It was also one of the best stories in the NFL, and I love watching it. And, you know, the Seahawks are always been a team that are kind of easy to root for for me if they feel like a pretty decent organization that tends to do things the right way. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love seeing it. And I think, Gino, you know, the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba, was, who was another player that looked good in the preseason. Um and we don't need him to look good in the preseason because we know how we know that he's an elite receiver. I mean, let's think about let's just consider that Jackson Smith and Jigba is better than Garrett Wilson, like Garrett Wilson said. 
I mean, we should have him as dynasty wide receiver two right now or dynasty wide receiver three right now. You know what I mean? Like it's, if that is the case, if Garrett Wilson is correct and not lying and not just hyping up his fellow teammate, or even if he's he, in the same stratosphere, like he's easily a top five, six, you know, young wide receiver in the NFL and that would make him a top five, you know, dynasty receiver, but. Which we don't, yeah. we don't have him that way. I think we had him at like 13. We had him like right outside, maybe 12 or 13 in our rankings. But I'm just saying that it, if that is the case and that is possible, you know, that's how good of a receiver that they just added. And so we have to, you know, consider that. Um, and, you know, he already had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's what I was going to say. Um, they have a very strong case for best like wide receiver trio in the NFL. Like I think I, I can't think of one that immediately beats them off the top of my head. So Plus, they have one yeah. of like probably the best young running back duo in Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. So, uh, oh, did you see some of Charbonnet's runs, dude? Charbonnet's a beat, and that's the thing. He's a pass catching running back as well, so that's going to help Gino on on short yardage dump offs. Brushed some guys. Like, in fact, Lewis seen twice. He completely oh, yeah. annihilated. And, and dude, dude, I'm a Georgia fan, and I'll tell you right now, Lewis seen can lay the wood. He has knocked many a running back on their ass. Yeah, Zach Charbonnet leveled him like twice, yeah, like Charbonnet severely. Yeah, but anyways, no, I, I I think you're right. And honestly, as I look at this, this is the big. I won't say regret, but it's like I feel like I need to get Geno Smith higher than 16. Um, but it's just you know Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I trust all those guys a little bit more, but I feel like he should be right in that range of that 11, 12, 13, uh, 14, where I have those guys. So, anyways, Geno Smith is at 16 for me. At 17, and this is a guy, man, I wanted – I kept trying to push him higher. I had him above Deshaun at one point, and I was like, no, this is just too spicy. But the upside, it, it, the argument has to be made here at 17. It's it's Anthony Richardson. We saw what happened with Justin Fields last year. Anthony Richardson doesn't have to be good. He just has to be the most athletic quarterback of all time, which he already is according to his testing. Um, and, you know, if he's used in the right way and if he can put together a little bit of something as a passer, I'm not expecting, you know, anything more than like 2,200 yards or something. Yeah, but if we can, you know, put put something together like that, 2,500, you know, it can actually be a really good season. So the upside is 100% there. There's also the chance that he sucks at football and that it is a disaster and that Gardner Minshew ends up starting and, you know, it could end up. I, and I don't think, honestly, I think they'll give at least Anthony Richardson the year. I don't think, you know, but but there might be games where if he's struggling and threw three interceptions, you know, they put Gardner in. So there's risk here, but the reward is high. Um, if I've completely just gone deep quarterback, like I will draft him as my quarterback one and then immediately draft one of these, maybe I can get a Geno Smith to compliment him or a Jared or Goff or one of these guys to compliment him. But I do have him ranked uh, below them. Uh, but, you know, in the case of me swinging for the fences and, and you know, waiting later for quarterback uh, one, uh, I do think he's a good target to go for that upside. But um, definitely it's, it's, it's risky, but we did see with Justin Fields, you know, what can happen uh, with that kind of uh, – you know, prospect and template, if you will. Uh, and at 18, I'm going to have Mr. Derek Carr. This is probably a little bit, this is in fact a lot higher than, uh, well, not a lot. He's at 21 in consensus, but um, I think he's going to have a really good year. Look, my, Michael Thomas was out there catching passes. He's actually in the preseason. Like uh, if Michael Thomas is there, he doesn't even have to be, Michael Thomas of old, if he's just an elite wide receiver too, and, and Olave is there, I mean, that's 
that's a really good duo for 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 Derek Carr, and I think uh, that Derek Carr can have a really good season. Alvin Kamara only getting suspended uh, three games um, doesn't, you know, I think that's really good for him, and definitely that's a lot of easy yards for a quarterback that. It doesn't run a lot. That's what's really nice. When you don't have a rushing quarterback, when you have that really nice outlet option as a, as a wide receiver, I mean, as a, as a running back, that can kind of make up for it because instead of rushing, you know, he's dumping it off uh, and, and getting it in the hands of uh, of a guy like Kamara. So, um, yeah, I, I really like Derek Carr's outlook this year, a little bit higher than consensus. So my tier here is Geno Smith, Anthony Richardson, Derek Carr. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we've got some similarities. Uh, I've, I've got a guy that you already had here at uh, 16, which is Daniel Jones. Um, he could definitely oh, out- too low. He, he could definitely outplay this. I know he finished QB 10 last year, but I'm also factoring in that some guys that finished below him are going to stay healthier, like you know Tua, and I expect Aaron Rodgers to play a little bit more like his old self. So just those kind of names got bumped ahead of him, but I I totally see a world where he finishes you know as a low end QB one again. So. Um, yep, just kind of been a little bit lower on him consistently through his throughout his career. Uh, 17 is Derek Carr. Uh, I really would like him as a QB too. I think he's going to be, you know, good, steady, and he looked great in the preseason game. And he's got a lot of really talented wide receivers over there. So, um, I like what they're doing over there at the Saints. And also, it must be said, Alvin Kamara looked really good in the preseason game. Looked, you know, he looked like Kamara. And so he did a lot with what he was given. So, yeah, when he gets back, that's going to be a really good weapon for Carr to use. So, I got him at 17, and then I have to go with the man, the legend, Mr. Brock Purdy here at number 18. The undisputed starter for the San Francisco 49ers. He's in way too good of an offense. He's in way too good of a system, and we've seen him do it last year. I mean, shit. Once he started um, like full time in week 13, his lowest finish was QB 18, which is where I have him now. His lowest finish was QB 18. So honestly, he's probably going to end up being better than this as long as he stays healthy. So um, yeah, he was a QB one in three out of those six games. Um, and his lowest finish was QB 18. So I could not put him any lower than this. Uh, I, you know, everything as far as his recovery from the elbow injury looks good. He's throwing full time at practice now, um, getting the vast majority of the work with the ones, obviously, you know, Shannon just came out and said he's been their starter since the end of last year, like their undisputed starter. He said, even after the first three games he played last year, he would have been the starter, even if Jimmy G and Trey Lance had come back healthy. So he's their guy. They believe in him. And uh, so do I. So uh, I probably should have him higher, but uh, Brock Purdy at 18 for me. Yeah. Um, he was a really tough one for me to rank as well. Uh, I have, we were talking early in the episode, obviously I have come around to the fact that he is indeed going to be the San Francisco starter. But it does feel like, you know, if he struggles and doesn't have this magical season that, you know, a guy like Sam Darnold could, you know, possibly they're talking a lot about him, obviously. Um, I just don't know how I mean, and I think it largely comes down to, if I'm being honest with myself, the fact that he was picked last in the draft and there's not a lot of investment. So it's easy to move on. Uh, But that being said, if he continues to play. Like he did. I mean, he's invincible. He'll never be touched. And so uh, I, for me, I have him ranked a little bit lower than you even still, but I'm starting to come around and you've definitely, I mean, you know, when we first started the off season, I didn't, wouldn't have wanted to draft or touch Brock Purdy at all. And, you know, now, you know, he will be talked about in this episode uh, for me. So, uh, so, so yeah, definitely, um, you know, and your point's well taken that, 
you you ranked him as a floor last year as far as his finishes go. And look, that offense, even if I don't think he's the best quarterback, that offense is so explosive. And so, I mean, you don't have to be. And, and that was the thing about Trey Lance the whole fucking time was you don't even have to be that good. Just fucking get it in the hands of Debo and George Kittle and they'll do the they'll do and fucking Christian McCaffrey and they'll do the work. And, he's and like, to be no, fair, I'm gonna Trey run Lance, head on into Roquan Smith. Eight times in a row and get Trey Lance blasted. never got to play with McCaffrey. Trey Lance never got to play with McCaffrey, and I think that would have tremendously helped him. But um, yeah, he could have used him for sure in that preseason game. But uh, anyways, uh, let's let's keep going with these quarterbacks. Uh, no, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Purdy here. All right, is it your turn or my turn? Uh, I think it's uh, my turn on the switch. Okay, here, yeah, but, uh, go ahead and uh, nineteen through twenty-one. Yep, so 19, and this, again, feels too low. I really do feel like there's a lot of good quality quarterbacks, uh, you know, even getting down to about 20 here. So, um, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson is who I have at 19, and he could uh, vastly outplay this. We've seen him do it the vast majority of uh, years he's played throughout his career. So um, if, you know, Jerry Judy takes the next step and they really get this offense going under Sean Payton, he will outplay this. So. Um, but yeah, I do, you know, think some of the guys ahead of him are going to take the next step and have shown a little bit more recently, but so yeah, that, that does concern me how bad Wilson was last year, but, um, yeah, it's probably, you know, it's one of those guys when, after you do the list, you feel like you have them too low, but it's just kind of where he fell for me. Um, another guy that I feel the same way about, but it's Matthew Stafford at 20. Uh, this we've seen him finish, uh, at, what was he like QB six or seven, uh, when they won the Super Bowl in 2021. So yeah. Two years ago, yeah, quarterback seven, I think. Yeah, so, you know, if he stays healthy, he has a lot of the same weapons at hand, and it's offense that's going to need to score and put up points. So, um, yeah, we've seen him do it in the past. He finished QB6 that year. So, um, yeah, this is, you know, I know he had a bad year last year, but it's kind of assuming you're going to kind of meet in the middle. Um, And, uh, you know, obviously he has the talent to outplay this, but he also has some injury concerns and uh, wasn't as good last year. So that's what bumps him down for me. But, uh, you know, getting Stafford as my QB2, I still feel good about that. So, um, yeah, like I said, still a lot of good, talented names uh, once we get down here. Another guy that could be one of these, um, you know, guys you're really happy with if he takes the next step. And we're hearing a lot of good things, but it's Kenny Pickett, who I have at 21. Um, you know, he has a really nice plethora of weapons. We saw what George Pickens was able to do in the preseason game, just bouncing off dudes and running for a touchdown. But uh, he's got a lot of really good pass catchers there. And, the, you know, obviously Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Um, I like this offense. I really like and respect what the Steelers do on a you know year-to-year basis as an organization. I think Pickett is going to take the next step. So um, him finishing as a low in QB2, I don't think that's too much of a stretch to say. So, um, yeah, that's my tier here. It's uh, Russell Wilson at 19, Stafford at 20, and Kenny Pickett at 21. Well, our tier's almost exactly identical here, um, so I won't spend too much time on it. It is Russell Wilson at 19. Um, you know, definitely could bounce back. Had a really down year last year. Um, I don't. I don't. I do feel comfortable in saying I don't feel like Russell Wilson is going to return to being like a top 10 quarterback. Mm. But I think you know, top 15 is very much within reason. And so me having him here at 19 and with you having him there too, I think is more than reasonable. Um, at 20, I also have Matthew Stafford. Um, I have to give the vet a little bit of respect because after this, it's really just a lot of 
mostly unproven guys. There's a couple of guys that have proven it, but for, for one reason or another, there's some question marks outside of this. But as long as uh, you know Matthew Stafford stays healthy, there's no question marks as far as his job security or, you know, I, I agree that their defense is probably going to be the worst in the league. Their defensive line might be okay, but they're, they're, you know, secondary and they're uh, yeah, but specifically the secondary is going to be really bad. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that they're going to have to score a lot of points to try to stay in games. And Sean McVay is going to, you know, do his best to do that. Um, even despite the fact that it's going to be difficult to, to really compete in that division. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, the, the only thing I will worry about Stafford is, is there a thing? And last year it wasn't because they were losing. It was because everyone got injured. But if they are losing at the end of the year, do people start to hang it up? And maybe, you know, uh, maybe Stetson Bennett gets gets out there for a couple games at the end of the year. Um, that is one thing I'd maybe, you know, be concerned with with Matt Stafford. But assuming that doesn't happen, uh, should be a very dependable uh, quarterback to here. And it. 21, um, I got to – and I felt bad even having him this far apart from Anthony Richardson, but I'm going to have my rookie quarterback – well, he's my rookie quarterback one in Dynasty in the long term, but in redraft I will give, you know, Anthony Richardson the nod here. Uh, but C.J. Stroud, man, I mean, um, I understand, look, he threw a pick in preseason, oh, God, but, uh, you know, I I think he's going to come on and, and be – a good. I mean, first of all, Tank Dell uh, was one of the real darlings of of the pre, of the preseason week one. Uh, Nico Collins, I think, is going to be really good. Uh, obviously, John Mechie. Um, I think his wide receiver core is better than a lot of people give it credit for. He has Robert Woods as a nice veteran there. Um, so yeah, I I, I think he's it's going to be it's a much better outlook than a lot of people have. Uh, he's consensus quarterback 28, so nobody wants him. Seven spots away. Oh, I mean, there's there's 32 starting quarterbacks. So literally only Jimmy G, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, and Baker Mayfield do people have after him. So um, for me, that's just I, I just have a better outlook even in year one. I don't expect him to come out and, you know, uh, blow the gates off the roof. But can he finish weeks in the top 12 and the top 15? Yeah, absolutely. And can that result in, in a top 20 finish for him in, in year one? I think that's very possible. And to have him here at 21 so that, um, you know, I won't say that's his floor because things can be terrible and, you know, maybe he can have a really rough rookie year. But I feel like 21 is close to his floor, to be honest. That's that's how good I feel about C.J. Stroud. But um, we see rookie quarterbacks in the past all the time, like, come in and have good rookie seasons starting out. Um, so I don't I don't see why, um, you know, C.J. Stroud can't be one of those guys. Yeah. I uh, I agree with all of that. So um, yeah, unfortunately, I have Stroud a little bit lower than you, but um, yeah, I, I might get into him in a little bit. So why don't you go and finish out your your last three? Yep, yep, last three here, and there's some definite definite honorable mentions, including one very interesting like question because it's just we don't know, and it's just it's a gamble. You're just rolling dice, but it could pay off. But anyways, I'll get into my last three guys here. At 22, I am going to have Mr. Brock Purdy snuck his way toward to the end here. Um, it probably is low compared to what he did last year. I just don't know that I'm expecting him to do exactly what he did last year from game in, game out. And yeah, maybe it's just I can't, I, you know, the draft community and, you know, all of us film watchers, I just can't believe that there's this like, 
complete generational talent franchise quarterback that we all just completely thought was a like hoopla like Joe Schmo guy. But if maybe that's what's happening here, and maybe we all have to just adjust our mindsets. But uh I, you know, I feel like him being a quarterback too is safe, feels good. Um he is a little bit smaller, so you know, hit this this injury situation. I don't I'm not calling him injury prone or anything, but you know, maybe it is something to be a little bit worried about. And then just the fact that if he does struggle, I feel like the cord will be pulled. Let's say if he struggles three weeks in a row, I just feel like because there's not that investment. That's the thing with Trey Lance, despite the fact that he has done barely anything in three years, there are still people fighting for him, both at the fan base and the or inside the organization because of the draft capital spent. So it's not that I think that that's the right decision. It's just, we know that when, you know, when there's not that kind of investment, it's easier for these GMs to move on. So, um, but that being said, Brock Purdy at 22, 23, I'm going to have, this is probably going to be uh, just a little foreshadowing, probably going to end up being my uh, sleeper quarterback here, my value quarterback. But uh, for me, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Um, nobody has him in their top 24. Like uh, his consensus is uh, 27. But you know, I uh, twenty three definitely is higher than than most of anybody I've seen. He still has rushing upside. D Hop and Traylon is a really good one two punch for him. In fact, probably the best he's ever had. You know, the only competition you could say is AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Um, but you know, it's 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 right up there. If it's not the best best wide receiver Corey's had, it's the second best wide receiver Corey's had. So um, I think that he's poised for a good year. The concern is, you know, they just drafted Will Levis. Malik Willis was getting the starting reps in the preseason. If he does do bad, maybe the cord will be plugged on. Well, maybe the plug will be pulled on him. Uh, but I don't necessarily expect that to happen. I think the Titans, everything they've done has shown us, including sign, signing D Hop. They're trying to compete and win that division that's very winnable. The Jacksonville's their only real competition. So, um, you know, I expect them to be competing competing to the very end. And if Ryan Tannehill stays healthy, I think they have a really good shot of making the making the playoffs and winning their division. And uh then lastly, this was so tough. I went back and forth between like four or five guys, but I am gonna land with Kenny Pickett. He's got some good offensive weapons around him, and um, you know, he hasn't really had a very um, high fantasy finishes in, in the past. A lot of times it's like 15 points, 17 points. So he's got to start throwing a couple more touchdowns to, uh, you know, get those numbers higher. But I think that, uh, you know, he's poised to be a dependable quarterback too this year. Um, although there is a couple of guys I think uh, have, have higher upside that I have ranked after him here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um I am also going to err on the side of a little bit of upside here, and I'll go with Jordan Love over my guy at 23. But uh, Jordan Love at 22, just I, I like the weapons they have in that offense. I like the fact that he's not just you know a complete rookie. He's been in that offense for a few years. He's been learning under Aaron Rodgers, and he's looked good so far, and he drove a lot of rave reviews from a defense that wasn't his own. So, um yeah, I, I think he's going to be, you know, better than, you know, just a rookie with, you know, coming out with a deer in the headlights look. And I think he can definitely finish as a QB two in that offense. So I'll go with him there. Um, Mac Jones, I'll go at 23. And don't get me wrong. I think Mac Jones is like probably more talented than Jordan Love as an actual quarterback. But just the offense he's in, um, Belichick has kind of become 
the opposite of a quarterback's best friend um, in recent years. So, uh, but you know, Mac Jones in his rookie year, he finishes QB 17. So I don't feel like it's outlandish to have him at 23 at all. Um, but consensus does have him lower than this, but uh, yeah, if he's the starter all year long, I do think he'll finish uh, in this area or even better. Um, but yeah, it's just like he Belichick just doesn't seem to be happy with the fact that he tried to go outside of the organization um, to help fix the offense last year. Um, that's kind of the cause of the rift between them. So I could see that spreading. And if Mac Jones doesn't play well in a few games, he'll be like, all right, let's see what Zappy has. So that is my uh, only concern of that with that situation. And then at 24, I will put my first uh, rookie quarterback. And this was really tough for me. I have them all the top three ranked back to back to back. But uh, I will put Bryce Young at 24 um, just because I do think he is – you know, him and Stroud, I have on a similar tier as far as talent goes. I do have Stroud as the QB one in Dynasty, but in that class. But, um, you know, Bryce Strong, I do think is in a little bit better situation. And, um, you know, he does have some rushing upside as well, which so does Stroud. But, uh, yeah, I just I just like his head coach and situation and weapons a little bit better. So I have him at 24. Um, I have Anthony Richardson at 25, just on the ops. Uh, on the chance that, um, you know, he banks on that rushing upside all year long. Uh, the question is, will he be the starter long enough for it to, him to finish this high? But on a points per game basis, while he's the starter, he's going to finish, finish this high. high. It's 25 out of 32. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's – but if he's it's not like, playing, he's not going to be getting any points and not doing shit. So he's probably going to throw three picks in a game. So, uh, yeah, I just – yeah, Anthony Richardson is just a guy I'm not going to have uh, too much higher than this. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he deserves an honorable mention. And then I have C.J. Stroud right in the same tier at 26. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do have Tannehill at 27 as well. Just I agree with a lot of what you said about him. But um, just, yeah, I think it's going to be a super run-heavy offense this year like it normally is. And, uh yeah, he's got some good young quarterbacks behind him if something goes wrong. So, but uh, yeah, I do like what you said about Tannehill. He just got pushed down for me. Yeah, no, no it's tough. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, you you've been consistently out on on Richardson. And honestly, the last guy I remember you being well. And to be fair, I don't think you were you're as out on Richardson as you were on Lance. But I was gonna say the last guy I remember you being as out on is Lance, and you know you you ended up being right about that. But uh, well, you were also pretty out on Fields, and I don't. It's looking like you, you may not be as right about that. But to be fair, it's, uh, with these rushing on Fields, with these rushing, yeah, to compare it to Lance, that's fair. And with these rushing quarterbacks, it's like it, it feels like you kind of get one or the other. You either hit the jackpot with a Justin Fields, or you know you're you're looking at a Trey Lance or a, um, yeah, and Justin Fields uh, is still one it, bad year away from getting drafted over by Drake May or you know one of these guys. So. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, either so way, you know, I, I think like 10 games in a row last year. I don't, but he wasn't expected to win. The, like they they know they're, I mean, but I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think they're looking at about five other positions outside of quarterback right now to, to fill in, in Chicago. But I, you know, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll see what happens, but we're not going to start projecting the draft yet. We're talking about the, the upcoming season. So yeah. Um, some honorable mentions, you named a couple. Okay. Here's the question, man. If Kyler Murray plays half the season, I mean, I should I, we should say he's he's consensus quarterback twenty four, so most people have him as right at the back end of a of a quarterback too. 
it feels like we should probably do the same. Like I have him at 25 and it feels like, is this, should I be drafting him above, you know, Matt Jones, Bryce Young, Jordan Love for me, but it just feels like, I mean, I don't think he's going to miss the entire season. I don't think that's really in the cards. So it just it's, it comes down to a matter of like, does he come back in four games? Does he come back in six games? Does he come back in ten games? You know, and and having him sit up and take a roster spot up for that, like if it is ten games, it's a really hard hit. But if it's four games, you just unlocked a cheat code and you have two quarterback ones. You know what I mean? So it's um. It's tough. I mean, how do you feel about it? Are you just hands off, like you're not taking the risk at all, or do you are you tempted as a as a back end quarterback to uh, to to take him there? I I would just much rather have him as a QB three. Like I'm trying to get to the playoffs. I'm trying to win early on in the season, and he's not going to help me do that. And like you said, you could miss up to ten games. It's not like they have an incentive to rush him back. Like the team is dog water. They have, you know, probably what's going to be an interim head coaching situation. Like they're going to want one of the top two quarterbacks in this next draft. So, yeah, I just don't. Uh, I, I mean, they may stick with Kyler Murray. They did give him a contract, but like th- this is a team that is trying to get a high draft capital. They know they're not winning anything this year, so they're not going to rush him back. And yeah, I just, I'm trying to win games early in the season. So if I can get him as a QB three and stash him away on IR, that's fine with me. Um, but getting him as a QB two, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I mean, his consensus is 24. I have him at 25, but yeah, it sounds like you named several names after that. So it sounds like you're just going to take the security and I mean, you know, I, I do, I do just feel like, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like he, could be it's like this is the type of pick that could win you you know your fantasy league and if you're getting in them late enough like 10th round or something like that it's not necessarily losing you your fantasy you know if you're if you're if you blow your 10th round pick but yeah, I mean, you know that being said it just it, it matters where you're getting them and 10th round's probably a little late in super flex but um but yeah you know probably in super flex he's going more like fifth or sixth round but it does feel like, and if there is maybe a, a quarterback three that you feel really secure about, um, you know, for me, Matt Jones, even like that's who I have next is my quarterback 26. Um, you know, maybe I can, I can uh, double up and get a, a Matt Jones and uh, um, a, get draft Kyler Murray first if I need to, and then come back and draft Matt Jones for my next pick, something like that. Um, you know, I'd be willing to do, but I do think it's a strategy worth considering. And he was one of the hardest people to rank for me just because I, I still feel like maybe I'm a little bit high at 25, but obviously if he comes back after week four, 25 looks like I'm a moron. So yeah, I mean, um, I- I, I can hear an argument to move him up like at most to 21. I do think there's a drop yeah. off at, at QB 20 and then, you know, kind of a next tier of guys. So I could oh, see an argument yeah. for that uh, at most. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I'd probably move him up to maybe like 25 at most, like the first QB three off the board. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I'm trying to win games early. So I'd rather get one of these sure things. And like, honestly, I'm trying to get one of these top 20 guys. Like that's, that's where I'm aiming at. Like Matthew Stafford and up, um, you know, if I'm trying to get two, two of those guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, my QB two, you know, as one of those guys, I don't want to wait to back in QB two guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you there for sure. But I do feel like, you know, like just imagine this strategy, like, a. 
You get like a Russell Wilson or get like an Anthony Richardson, Russell or, or eh, shit, Anthony Richardson, Kyler Murray, and then like, yeah, some uh, Ryan Tannehill or somebody at the very end. So you have your secure option in Tannehill and then you just have these like two potential, like, you know, quarterback ones. I don't know. I, I might play around with that. R- awesome RBs and wide receivers. Well, I mean, the thing is, is if Kyler comes would. back, you if Kyler comes back, you don't, I mean, it's not like he's not going to produce. I mean, he's been a top five quarterback anytime he's been on the field for fantasy. Um, Uh, I mean, he was QB 10 in points per game last year. um, And now they don't have Hopkins anymore. So like his weapons, I think are a bit diluted. So um, yeah. And there's nothing to say. He's not going to get injured again when he comes back. It's not like he's been bulletproof. So, um, so yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, well, all right. Well, that's enough for the Kyler Murray uh, talk. But yeah, he's my honorable mention along with Mac Jones. Um, and then I uh, have Bryce Young next at, at 27. So, um, all right. Well, that is our quarterback outlook uh, for redraft. And we're excited that we're even talking about redraft. Excited that we're so close to we're actually less than a month away from kickoff at this point. So mm-hmm. that's super exciting. Um, we'll be doing running backs next week. Uh, we'll try to get into as many, uh, hopefully at least 30, maybe even 36 of the running backs. Um, and in redraft, these are, I mean, I actually like redraft, uh, running backs in redraft. Like I'm, you know, I'm a pretty running drag running back avoidant. And a lot of times in dynasty, just cause there's so little long-term certainty, uh, but you know, in redraft, they're actually you know pieces I can project for a season, and you know, for the most part, you know, some of these guys like Austin Eckler have contract disputes and shit like that. J- Jonathan Taylor, obviously, uh, you know, mm-hmm. big big murky situation there. But uh, assuming they're on the field this year, it's it's uh, you know, I feel much better about running backs in in redraft than I do dynasty. But anyways, Nate, you got any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, excited to get to running backs next week. Um, but uh, yeah, I was you know pleasantly surprised with the depth that uh, this quarterback situation. Like, um, like I said, any of these top twenty guys, I feel really good about, and there's some good uh, upside below that. So, um, really puts it in perspective for who's going to be a competitor in dynasty this year. I feel good about the guys I have. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to get to uh, running backs next week. So, any final thoughts on this one, sir? No, no, I think think we're ready to get on out of here, but we really appreciate you all sticking with us, listen to this uh, podcast. Uh, be sure to, uh, you know, write us, let us know if you have any thoughts or questions. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all of those things on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, sorry we missed a couple of weeks. We had some sickness and some traveling and uh, just some good old summer stuff, but we appreciate y'all uh, sticking out with us. And uh, yeah, we are happy to get this region draft content to you guys for you to consume before your drafts in the coming months so uh thank you guys for rocking with us as always and uh with that for nate this is josiah fantasy dogs out